Hello, and welcome to the Green Leads Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Rizzo. Today, I'm gonna do something a little different. I thought when I started this podcast that I would do all just interview styles, but I'm now realizing that I kind of wanna do some solo podcasts as well. So I'm thinking that for the time being, I'm gonna do two podcasts a week, one interview, one solo, and in the solo podcast, I'm gonna address some topics that I get asked a lot about on social media or from clients and things like that, specifically pertaining to sports nutrition and plant-based eating. But before we get into that, I just wanna do a little housekeeping. I chatted about this on the last podcast, which you should go listen to because it's awesome. It's with a professional runner who's also a dietitian. Uh, But I talked about how I'm doing a giveaway, a $50 Amazon gift card giveaway for anyone who rates or reviews this podcast in iTunes. All you have to do is leave a rating, whatever, however many stars you want, leave one sentence review, and then put your username that you used in the form, which I will put in the show notes below. And I'm picking one winner every week to win a $50 Amazon gift card. The reason for this is simple. When you start a podcast, reviews and ratings really make a difference in getting it in front of people. So I'm just hoping that some people will rate this, hoping that they like it, and then I can get this show out to more people. So that's my little bit of housekeeping. For today, we are going to chat about how to transition to a plant-based diet when everyone else in your family or in your household eats meat and animal products. And I've found from a lot of people that this is one of the biggest things they struggle with. And this, maybe maybe it's not even your household. Maybe it's your friends. Maybe it's people on your in your running group or in your fitness classes or your fitness friends. Maybe it's just like the people in your life that don't necessarily understand what you're getting at. And they ask you a lot of questions and aren't super supportive and kind of how you can go about it in a way that works for you. Because I do find that a lot of people are not really sure, specifically with people in their household, how they're gonna make their own meals meatless or plant-based when everyone else is eating meat. It seems like a lot of work, people fall off the bandwagon, and I wanna chat through some suggestions for that and how you can still be excited about plant-based eating when you feel like the people around you maybe aren't on board. So let's jump into all of these topics. Okay, so whether you're new to plant-based eating or you've been doing this for a while, this is something you've likely struggled with where you eat vegetarian, vegan diet, mostly plants, and someone else in your life does not eat that way. So how do you eat together? Whether you prepare the meals, they prepare the meals, you go out to eat, how does that work? And I, I have to tell you before I jump into suggestions that I have been a vegetarian for over 10 years. When I met my husband almost seven years ago, he ate meat. He ate meat up until really six months ago. He's now plant-based, but we ate together. There was plenty of ways to do that. One, I was the one cooking and he was always open to things, but I know some partners are not necessarily open to things. So there are ways to go about this and I'm gonna give you some suggestions based off of what I know. And then also I've asked some other plant-based eaters how they go about it. So first off, I wanna just say that you 
first should set some sort of parameters for yourself in terms of plant-based eating. What does plant-based eating mean to you? For some people, that's vegetarian. For some people, that's vegan. For some people, that means just meatless Mondays. Some people, that means plants most of the time with some meat in there. What exactly does that mean? Because if you don't have those parameters set up in the get from the get-go, then it's going to be easier for you to kind of drop them and just assimilate to whatever the other people in your household are doing. So I think you need to start with what plant-based eating means for you and how often you want to do it. And also, why are you doing it? If you're doing it because you think it's a trendy thing and it's going to help you lose weight or this and that, maybe it's not the best option for you. If you're doing it because you think it's going to make you feel better and live a healthier lifestyle, then I think it's something that you definitely would stick to in the long term and you'll be more motivated to do that. So I think you want to walk through what plant-based eating means to you. And I have a lot of resources about this on my website, greenleats.com. And I'll reference more of that as we get into this. I think the second thing to also keep in mind is that although this is a great style of eating for you, and obviously something that I encourage, it's not really best to force your eating style on someone else. It's kind of like they eat meat and you don't want them to force it on you or they eat a certain food and you don't want them to force it on you. It doesn't help for us to force it on them as well. So forcing things on other people or arguing about why they're eating something and you're eating something different isn't going to help anyone. It's You kind of have to understand that this is your choice and although you may be going at it alone and you want support from the people in your life, it's not necessarily going to be there from the get-go, but you can kind of teach them how to support you by bringing in some of the tactics that I'm going to talk about later, which is essentially trying to get everyone on the same page with what they're eating. But know that from the beginning, it's not always going to be something that's going to be easy for other people because they may think of it as a hassle. They may think of it as something that is going to cause you to not be able to go out to dinner to their favorite places or to eat things or to be more picky at mealtime. So understand that it's your choice. It's not the choice of the people around you. That said, I do think that you could introduce new foods to the people in your life. Once again, going back to my husband, there are certain foods like cauliflower and Brussels sprouts and things like that that he probably never would have eaten before he met me. But now that he's tried them in a different way, they may be open to trying new things. So I think you should definitely try to introduce people to new foods. And there's different ways to go about this. You can kind of just serve it and see if they try it. You can ask them to try it and tell them that it's really important to you. I think also... When it comes to plants and eating plants, people tend to think that there's a lot of misconceptions. They think it's not going to taste good. They think that it's not going to fill them up. And I think having people try these foods in a different way, because there's been so many innovations in plant-based eating, and there's so many different ways to cook vegetables and to cook beans and to cook legumes that taste so much better. I think if we have people kind of try things that maybe they haven't tried since they were a kid. I know personally I didn't love avocados when I was a kid and now obviously I can't get enough of them. I think if we get people to try things in a new way, they may have a different perception of things than they did before. So kind of framing it as that this is a a thing for them to do to be supportive, but not forcing food on anyone, but still asking people to try certain things. 
Now, if you went completely vegan and raw and your partner is a meat eater, maybe that's not, maybe they're not going to eat a, a raw vegan meal from the get-go, but maybe trying one ingredient that you love could be doable for them. I also think there has to be some level of compromise. For instance, you want to go plant-based and you want them to be on board, but you also have to be on board with what they're doing. So when it comes to going out to eat, for instance, there may be times where you go to their favorite restaurant, which is full of plant foods or a seafood restaurant and you order from the sides on the menu and trust me I have done that many times but then in the same regard you ask them to kind of come to a restaurant with you that maybe serves mostly plant-based options and maybe they can try a veggie burger or maybe it's just a plant forward restaurant that they can order something that they like as well so I think you have to compromise in terms of doing things for the other person where they do things for you as well and lastly before I get into suggestions that you can utilize at mealtime my last suggestion is to seek out a community there's plenty of other plant-based eaters out there I'm one myself I have a lot of readers and followers that you can engage with and there's other people you can do a meetup for plant-based eaters there's probably people in your neighborhood there's probably co-workers at work there's probably friends who know someone who's a vegetarian or a vegan I think it's great to talk to other people who have the same mindset as you and maybe even do things with them. You could do some sort of a potluck. You can share recipes, seek out some sort of community that has these same interests. There's also Facebook groups. I actually went into a Facebook group. There's one called plant-based, uh, I think it's plant-based eating for endurance athletes. I, I'm not the host of this Facebook group, but I'm just a part of it. You can search on Facebook. There's tons of groups for plant-based eaters. And I started asking around in there if anyone has ever struggled with what we're talking about here. I asked people if they struggled with transitioning to a plant-based diet when everyone else in their household still ate animal products. And if they did, how was the struggle for them? And how did they navigate this transition? And there was almost 50 responses. People just saying, this is something I'm struggling with at this time. People giving great feedback that I'm going to share with you. And really just a lot of awesome tips that you can utilize. So... I am going to share those, but before I do, some of these things that we're going to talk about are things that I address in, I have a self-study course on my website called uh, the four-week plant-based athlete roadmap. And I transition, I help people transition to become a plant-based eater in four weeks. It's something that you go through on your own, but I send you a weekly email and check in with you. And then I also give you an ebook at the end with 20 plant-based recipes. And I go through things like vegan staples you can make all the time, plant-based swaps, which is something we're going to talk about. So for instance, in a recipe, if something calls for ground beef, you can swap in lentils. If something calls for mayo, you can swap in hummus. So I go through things like that. I also talk about how to build a meal so that you can not be hungry all the time, how you're, how much protein you need and healthy fat and things like that to make it so that you get enough of the nutrients that you need on a plant-based diet and you're not hungry after every single meal. So if you want to check that out, I'll put the link in the show notes below. So when I asked people about this transition in this Facebook group, I got a lot of great responses. And I'm going to read you the first one from Beth. 
Beth says, I'm a vegan, gluten-free, and my husband and son are not, so this can be a struggle. We like to use a flexible plant-based recipes that allow you to choose your protein. We have options like tacos, pizza, soup, etc., where family members choose their dinner. I also make my meal, for instance, an eggplant stir-fry, loaded sweet potatoes, and my husband and son will have this on the side with some of their meat, which is their main meal. So she talked about two really interesting things here that I think anyone could utilize. One is that you start a meal with the vegetables or with the plant-based staples. For instance, like tacos. Say for tacos, you make beans, you make rice, you make the pico de gallo, you make roasted vegetables, all of that. The plant-based eater eats that as their main meal, whereas the people who are not plant-based add in the meat on top of that. So you can, you're not cooking two meals, you're just adding in uh, an animal food afterward. The same thing with what she said with the, she uses, um, the plant-based options as a side. So for instance, she said she used, does a, a loaded sweet potato. That could be a side for someone with a piece of chicken, but maybe for the plant-based eater, they have a loaded sweet potato with whatever sort of protein they want on top, whether it's black beans, lentils, hummus, an egg on top if they eat eggs, anything. So I think that that's really a good way to think about mealtime is that it can be versatile. Start with the plant-based options, start with the plants, build your meal from there. There's so many staples, for instance, grains like pasta, brown rice, vegetables, legumes, beans, I mean, even tofu and tempeh, which some meat eaters are not gonna eat. But those things you can start with and then you add in the animal proteins afterwards to make it a complete meal for the people who want the animal foods. So as long as you're open to cooking those things or maybe they cook it themselves, maybe they go outside and grill a piece of fish and, and incorporate it in with you know, your loaded sweet potato, I think that's a really good way to make a family meal that comes together and brings everything together for everyone. Now, Victoria had a slight twist on this. She said that she's a plant-based eater. Her daughter is gluten-free and vegetarian. Her husband and son eat meat. She said that she tends to cook things that are the basics of meals and that everyone can kind of put together whatever they want. So for instance, a baked potato bar, Buddha bowls, homemade pizzas where everyone tops their own. So I like this a lot because one, it makes mealtime more engaging for people because they're kind of cooking their own food, but they're not. They're kind of putting it together on their own. But it's, it's also great for if you have kids that are kind of picky eaters, you put out a bunch of foods and let them choose what they want. And the same thing for if you have someone in your household who's picky and not necessarily a kid, maybe it's a husband, maybe it's a wife, partner, whatever. If you let them kind of build their own thing, they're more inclined to eat healthy. And this is really, I mean, this is a tip for whether you're a plant-based eater or not. A lot of times if you put out healthy foods, people are gonna eat them because they're there in front of them and they can build it the way that they like. So I like that a lot because like the person before, she makes two things and you can choose what you want or how you put it together. This is almost like putting out ingredients and letting people build their own meal, which is really smart. So I like that tip a lot. And then we have Amy who says she's in a family of six. There's her whole family runs the gamut. She's got carnivores, pescatarians, non-veggie eater. I guess that means someone who doesn't like veggies at all. Vegetarian, 
uh, plant-based eater. And she says, I prepare a family meal where the majority of people will eat. She says like spaghetti or goulash and a heavy veggie side. And she says, and I let you piece together what you want out of this meal. So she's not forcing veggies on anyone. If you want to eat the spaghetti, eat the spaghetti. If you want to eat the spaghetti with a side, you eat that. You kind of put it together however you want. And that kind of goes back to just being flexible with what you're cooking, kind of like our first suggestion. So if you put something out there that basically everyone likes, but it incorporates some sort of plants, most likely you will be able to find something that they can eat. And she says, if you can't piece something together, you are more than welcome to make your own. And this is a tactic that my mom had when I was a kid. She would cook us dinner every night, which was amazing. And of course, there were nights where me and my sister did not like what she cooked. But her main thing, it's kind of funny now, we always joke about it. She would always say, if you don't like this, then you can eat cereal. And we always thought that eating cereal for dinner was possibly the worst thing that could ever happen to us, which of course now is not a terrible thing at all. But it's true, if, if you're cooking a, a really home-cooked meal for people and you're, you're the person who prepares the meals or you're the person who supplies the groceries and, and you go out of your way to make everything perfect for everyone, don't feel like you have to make five meals. If you make a few options and people can't figure it out, then they can figure it out on their own. I, I mean, it's tough love, but it works in a way with food. So I think giving a few options, but not going overboard is really the key here. And our last suggestion is from Kira, who says, don't tell them. After they eat the food, let them know there was no meat in it. It can't argue with that. And I love this suggestion because it's true. I really do think you could make something, for instance, say you made some sort of spaghetti bolognese and you put lentils in it instead of ground beef. Do you think people would even really know the difference? It's a lot of food all mixed up. They're still eating their spaghetti. They're still getting their sauce. I really think that there's some ways that people will eat this stuff and they won't even know that they're not eating animal foods. There's, of course, the faux meats that you can get, the meatless meat, the chickenless chicken, the impossible burgers, and all of those things a lot of times tastes good. They taste similar to meat. I don't know if you ever had the Impossible Burger, but honestly, I don't think people could tell the difference if they put it next to a beef burger. Those things aren't always the healthiest to have, you know, five, six days a week because they are somewhat processed, but they're not a bad option for if you're trying to get someone in your household to eat meatless one or two nights a week and they really are gonna miss that taste of meat, they feel like they're not gonna get enough protein, maybe you do serve them up some chickenless chicken tenders or some um, ground meat that's not meat, that's faux meat. I think that's not a bad option at all. And I think there's also other ways that you can go about making tasty meals with no meat in them. For instance, I know, regardless of how you eat, people love uh, a burrito bowl with rice and beans and guacamole and salsa and lettuce. and Maybe you don't throw any meat in there and maybe you don't say anything. <laughs> and I bet that people wouldn't even notice. As long as it tastes good, I think that that's really how you're going to win people over with plant-based eating. So that's my last tip. I hope that these things are helpful for you. And I'm actually really interested to know what you think about all of this. So I, I want you to send me a message uh, through my website, greenleets.com or on social media and tell me if you have other struggles with this and tell me if there's tips that you have that I didn't 
address or if there's other questions you have that I didn't address. Uh, Like I said, I'm going to try to do a solo episode once a week. So most of what I do is work with people who are trying to eat more plant-based, everyday athletes who are trying to fuel their performance. And I love to hear from you guys. So let me know if there is something I didn't touch on here and I will do it in a future podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Natalie Rizzo. And if you want to learn more from me, follow me on social media at Greenleats or visit my website at greenleats.com.